Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. What a round of footy it was, round 22. A few upsets, not too good in the tipping for Big Les, uh, but we won't really talk about that, will we? Um, nah, it was three out of eight for Big Les this week. It was a shocking scoreline, seven out of eight, back to back to back, uh, and then we flop on a three out of eight. Not too good at all. The only ones I got right were the Roosters, the Sharks, and the Brisbane Broncos. Penrith obviously lost. The Dogs obviously lost. Parramatta obviously lost. Uh, and then Dragons and Manly obviously lost as well. So, shocking week for Big Les. We'll move on. We'll learn from the mistakes and we'll get better next week in the tipping, but not too good at all. Uh, let's get into the team of the week because it was extremely hard to pick. I spent about 20 minutes actually putting this side together. It was really, really hard to pick. Going back, watching highlights, looking at stats, watching little clips from games getting the memory flowing. But here is the round 22 team of the week. I know a few people may disagree with this one. I generally think this is the team of the week for this week. This is my opinion. This is my team of the week for round 22. At fullback, I had Latrell Mitchell. I thought that he was one of the best fullbacks this weekend. Definitely a bunch of other guys you could have chucked in there, but I think Latrell Mitchell had the best fullback performance this weekend. So Latrell Mitchell's at fullback. Suwali and Cobo on the wing. Suwali and Cobo, I think that's pretty fair enough. Two of the out-and-out best wingers this weekend. Suwali with the early hits, uh, and then Cobo with the hat-trick as well uh, for his side to win the game. So uh, definitely two of the best wingers on the Park on the weekend, Suwali and Cobo. Uh, Olam, I had Justin Olam in one center. I had Marnie in the other because Marnie was just everywhere for the Sydney Roosters on the weekend. But Justin Olam, I thought, was freakish. I thought he did a really good job in the centers for the Melbourne Storm. He was putting on huge tackles. I think he made about two or three massive hits during that game, but he was solid throughout the entire game. Uh, and the two chips over the top, it was a really solid week there for Justin Olam. So I had him in one center. Uh, Joseph Marnie in the other center, he does so much work there. Had to put him in, especially this weekend. I went to go watch the Roosters actually uh, at the Sydney Cricket Ground and I thought that he was just unreal. So Joseph Manu in the other centre spot. I had Talatau Amon who had a great Great game uh, for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I also had Nico Hines in the other half. Awesome game for the Cronulla Sharks, and he is just clutch. Uh, so Nico Hines and Amone in the halves. I had Adam Fanua Blake and Tavita Totola in the front row for my team here uh, in the team of the week. I thought Adam Fanua Blake for the Warriors was sensational and a key part of their win. Obviously scoring a try in that game as well. Tavita Totola over 200 metres again. I thought he was sensational. Especially over this past month, he's been incredible. I think he's been in career best form. Uh, so Totola definitely in this side. Uh, in the same spot as last week too. So awesome stuff there for Tavita Totola. Sam Verrill's at 9. I thought he was incredible for the Sydney Roosters. Uh, really good in defense. Really good in attack as well. I thought he was just everywhere for the Sydney Roosters. So I had to chuck him in there. Sam Verrill's. I thought he was unreal. Uh, Tyson Frizzell. And David Fafita in the back row. Bit of a controversial one there. Tyson Frizzell in a losing side I thought was great. And then David Fafita, definitely his best game of the season. He was incredible. No missed tackles. And he was just on all night. So Dave Fafita, really good game from him. Cameron Murray at lock. I thought it was another star performance from him. Cam Murray had to chuck him in this side. He was awesome. Uh, And then the bench. 
Cameron Munster, Royce Hunt. Royce Hunt was sensational. Cameron Munster obviously doing what Cameron Munster does. I think fullback's his best position, guys. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I have to agree with the guru. What he said a few weeks ago, maybe even a few months ago, his better position is fullback. I think that he, over the past few weeks, has proved to us that he is the better fullback. Uh, Victor Radley, I had Victor Radley in there. I thought he was incredible. That first try that he set up, it looked even better from the grandstands where I was sitting. But Victor Radley, for me, the best ball-playing lock forward in the game. Jared Weir, Hargreaves, I thought he was sensational. Cody Walker for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, pairing really well with Latrell Mitchell, having a big game. And then Raymond for Taylor Mariner, a bit of a controversial one, but I had him in this side. He was fantastic for the Bulldogs. Again, in a losing side, I thought he was unreal. A meter eater and great in defense. Outstanding in defense, Raymond for Taylor Mariner. Uh, so he is definitely in there for my team of the week. A bit of a solid team of the week. Maybe a bit of a controversial one. Some people might disagree, as I said, but that is my team of the week. Now, let's get straight into these games. The first one, Penrith v. Melbourne. I thought it was a really, really solid game. Really competitive game. Much more competitive than people thought. Penrith were right in there, especially when Melbourne definitely had the size advantage uh, and the speed advantage. Most times, the momentum as well in that game. Penrith just held on. Really solid in defense, but uh, I feel like they really stood up to the Melbourne Storm as well. So, 100% credit to the Penrith Panthers. It was a really solid Solid game. Cameron Munster. Cameron Munster. That 50th minute try, that one where he pretty much got his side on the front foot by himself. There was a deep kick put in. He grabs it, breaks a tackle out of nowhere, runs for about 50 metres before he gets tackled, but immediately gets his side on the front foot. He's just a freak. He's honestly just a freak. We're talking about the form player right now in the competition right now. Still, for me, it's James Tedesco, but this guy has to be close second, maybe even close third. He's just a freak. I honestly don't mind for the rest of the year, Jerome Hughes at halfback and then Cooper Johns at 5'8", or vice versa. I don't really mind. I think that Cameron Munster definitely needs to stay at fullback. He is just an absolute freak. Every time he plays there, has the ability to roam to both sides of the field. It's a very similar position to 5'8". I think that fullback just gives you that more sort of roaming ability, which is what Cameron Munster absolutely cherishes every time he goes there. People forget he started his career at fullback, so uh, really, really playing the house down at fullback at the moment. Wouldn't be surprised if he's named in the one jersey again next week. Nick Meany at 5'8", didn't really mind it, didn't do a bad job. Uh, obviously, last time they put him there, they weren't in good form. In fact, I think that was right in the middle of their form slump when they were losing games four in a row. I thought that they were quite good, him and Cooper Johns. Nick Meany and Cooper Johns I'm talking about, uh, but I think that they didn't really have to do much. At the same time, Cameron Munster was pretty much leading that side around, so the boys didn't really have to do much. They didn't really have to do much at all, and look, honestly, I think Melbourne are back. I think they are well and truly back in business. I think that they're probably not going to drop out of the top eight now. They're probably going to stay in the top eight, maybe even the top four. They might even slide their way into the top four and finish the year off there, the regular season off there. I don't know if they're going to go that far in finals. I mean, they only just beat Penrith. And I know they kept Penrith to nil, but could you imagine if Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai were in that side? They'd be playing with a lot more confidence. They probably realistically would have smashed the Melbourne Storm that night if Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai were in the side. And that is me being brutally honest. For the first five minutes of that game... 
Penrith were on top. Penrith were well and truly on top. And then Munster individually turned things around for his side. But Penrith were on top of the first five. They really were. And I think for Melbourne... Munster's going to be their saving grace. And once that lock runs out, they're probably not going to go that far in finals. I don't think they're making a grand final this year. I think the grand final's set in stone to be Penrith versus either the Cowboys or the Roosters. And I think it will most likely now be the Roosters. I think the Roosters will get there this year off the back of James Tedesco, off the back of Manu. Kiri playing some better footy at the moment. Sam Walker as well. Some awesome guys in that side. Victor Radley. Can't forget about Victor Radley, the contribution that he's had. Uh, the contribution, I should say, that he's had to this side. Now, if Melbourne do get to a grand final, happy to cop it on the chin, uh, but I just don't see it happening. It could happen off the back of Munster, and that would be an amazing narrative. That would be such a good narrative. Winning a grand final with a depleted side off the back of one player that's probably one of the best players in the game at the moment right now, Cameron Munster, uh, to win a game off the back of him, especially a grand final, that would be unreal. So... Anyway, great stuff from Melbourne the other night to get the win over the Penrith Panthers. Even though it was a close game, it was a strong effort from the Melbourne Storm. And look, they're back, baby. They are well and truly back. Some other notes I had from this game. Uh, Storm had more possession and made more tackles. I mean, that is a really strong effort there. A really strong effort from the Melbourne Storm. Penrith errors. They looked a bit shook at some points in that game. It was a really strong effort from them, though. I will reiterate that. Uh, Charlie Staines, he showed some really good signs at fullback. I thought he was really explosive, really dangerous. Uh, Cameron Munster, as I said, saved a try and then runs straight through the line in 55 minutes in. That's what I was talking about before. Uh, Penrith looked really strong. They were just unable to complete sets. At the end of the day, they were just unable to complete sets. Melbourne got on a roll off the back of that, and that's what won Melbourne the game. I was also really impressed from a Penrith perspective. That was a really hard two words to say. Penrith perspective. Um, I was really impressed with Sean O'Sullivan. I thought that he had a really strong game in this one. A really, really good halfback play. Much better than he has been over the past two weeks. He's been quite good over the past two weeks as well, uh, but I thought that on third Thursday, his directing play was much better. He was much more vocal. I could see that on the field. Uh, And he had a really strong game. I thought that O'Sullivan had a really strong game in this one. Uh, And Penrith, as I said, in the first five, if they got on a roll, if they even scored a try, I reckon if Penrith scored a try in the first five minutes, uh, they probably would have gone on to win the game. Honestly, I thought that they were really in control for the first five and then Melbourne really took over from then. Uh, But a really strong game from both sides. But Melbourne still taking the win there over the Penrith Panthers. The next game being the Warriors v. the Bulldogs. I thought that the Warriors were outstanding. They were outstanding in this game, getting a real hold over the Bulldogs in New Zealand at home. Really, really strong performance from them. I thought that Sean O'Sullivan had one of his better games. Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh was incredible in this one. The two front rowers in Adam Fanua Blake and Tohu Harris. I thought they were amazing up front. Adam Fanua Blake obviously earning a spot in my team of the week. I thought he was incredible. Honestly, I thought that this was probably one of his better games this season, if not one of his best games this season, scoring a try as well. Uh, but he was solid, absolutely solid. So he had to be in my team of the week for sure. Really strong forward performance, but the Warriors getting a season-defining win over the Bulldogs. A really good way to finish the season, to be honest. If they get some more wins on the board before the end of the season, I would honestly consider that a success from the New Zealand Warriors. All the strife that they've been through over the past two years to get a few wins on the board to end the 
season. That would give them a lot more confidence going into next year as well. They're going to have a little bit of a different team. Reese Walsh obviously leaving the building. Tamari Martin's going to be coming into the halves. Chance Nicole Klockstad's probably going to go into the fullback spot. The team's going to look a little bit different than it did this season. So if they can finish the season on a good note, at least they'll be going into next year with a little more confidence than they did the last. But it really was a statement win for the Warriors. And Reese Walsh, as I said, incredible performance from him. It was a really tight game, a really tight game right up until the final seconds where the Warriors, they just came away with it in the end. As I said, a really strong performance from them, a really strong win from them. The Bulldogs, they were in it. They were in it right till the end. If there are any positives to take away from this game, I thought Raymond for Taylor Mariner was solid for the Bulldogs in the middle. I thought he was outstanding. 40 tackles, zero missed for 160 metres in that game as well. He also played the full 80 minutes in the middle. That is a strong effort, a strong effort from a front rower, uh, playing in the lock forward role as well. Raymond Fatalamarina, really strong. And a few weeks ago, he was injured. He was out for ages. He was coming back from a long-term injury. He was slowly getting brought back into the side, then gets to play 80 minutes away from home in New Zealand and has a performance like that. A really strong effort there from Raymond for Talamarin. A huge raps on him, huge raps. We touched on Sean Johnson before as well. That first try that he set up for the center was unreal. It was so good, so good. He just looked so crisp. He looked like he was comfortable there as well. It's probably just playing at home. I think the Warriors are much better when they play at home and they have a much higher success rate. They're more confident. They're more fiery. I think that Sean Johnson that night, Friday night, he was sensational. Really crisp footy. Really entertaining footy from him as well. Now, we talk about how incredible this comeback was for the New Zealand Warriors. They honestly looked like they were going to run away with it after the first 10 minutes. Dallin Wateni Zelezniak gets an intercept try. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is going to be a Warriors blowout. They're going to absolutely smoke this Bulldogs team. Then I'm like, okay, Avarillo scored. The Bulldogs are back in here. Then the Warriors score again. Reese Walsh creating something out of nothing, pretty much putting on a dime uh, that try for the winger, which I think was Edward Cozzi. First two minutes of the second half, and Burton puts one of his Burton bombs up, and the Bulldogs nearly scored, and they looked red hot. They honestly looked on the front foot. Obviously, then Kyle Flanagan goes over. Then I'm thinking, okay, second half here. Bulldogs are going to be in front. Bulldogs are going to come back. They're going to steal this game off the New Zealand Warriors and honestly looked like they were going to, especially after that Addo Car intercept. After the Addo Car intercept, I was like, oh my goodness, here the Bulldogs come. They're going to absolutely flop on this Warriors side. I was honestly in two minds for that whole game. I was going back and forth. The Warriors are win. No, the Bulldogs are going to win. No, the Warriors are going to win. Right up until the end, I honestly thought it was going to go either way, either way. Then, obviously, Eli Katoa scores. Then, Sean Johnson with a little bit of a flashback. 2000, Sean Johnson that we saw there scores. And the rest is history. The rest is history. They absolutely flopped on the Bulldogs. Warriors winning 42-18. What a game. What a game it was. I'm sitting there absolutely pulling my hair out. 
zero from two. I was zero from two at that point with the tipping. I was fuming. And then the Rabbitohs v the Parramatta Reels. They say, never tip against your own team. I learned my lesson. I definitely learned my lesson there. The Rabbitohs winning 26-0 over the Parramatta Reels. And it was devastating. Rooting for my own team, uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs there. They get the win. I'm so happy for my team. I'm so distraught about my tips. Uh, I was really, really not in a good way after that one. I was zero from three, ready to throw my phone right at the nearest wall. It was not a good place to be. But at the same time, my South Sydney Rabbitohs getting the win over the Parramatta Reels. And what a game this one was. A strong game from Latrell Mitchell. He is honestly just a freak. The Rabbitohs were getting up away from home as well. 26-0. Isaac Thompson, he is a freak alert. If there's a freak alert right now, a rookie alert, it is Isaac Thompson. What a player. Scoring in both of his games, in his debut game and in the game after that as well, scoring a try. He is a weapon. The athletic ability on Isaac Thompson as well. It is a scary thought for any team versing South Sydney over the next few weeks. Him and Johnston, the two try scorers, prolific try scorers in their own rights. It is going to be Awesome for the South Sydney Rabbitohs having these two on each wing. I thought Dean Hawkins coming in for, obviously, Lachlan Ilias, who was ruled out of that game. There was two issues. There was actually two rumors about Lachlan Ilias, why he was out. There was a shoulder injury. Then there was a hamstring complaint. Uh, I don't know which one was true, but obviously he was ruled out of that game. Dean Hawkins coming into the side, and I thought he did a really good job, Dean Hawkins. I thought he played really well coming in, filling the shoes of Lachie Ilias, and then helping his side hold the Parramatta Reels to nil. I thought that was a really strong effort from him. It was honestly all Rabbitohs in the first half. The Rabbitohs were on fire in the first half. Parramatta, they started the second half off quite strong. I'll admit that. They definitely started off the second half strong. People are going to give a lot of shit to Jacob Arthur after that game. Somewhat understandable. A lot of people, when their side doesn't go well, blame the halfback. I thought he did some all right things. I honestly thought he did some all right things. His kicking game, it was a bit 50-50, but some of the kicks he made, some of the choices he made, especially one in the 50th minute where it hit the post and nearly set up a try for, I think it was Clint Gutherson. There's still plenty of improvement to happen, but I think that he's really improving. He's really starting to gel into first grade. I think he will need a few more weeks. I know that Mitchell Moses may be coming back maybe next week or the week after. I think he could use a break in reserve grade, maybe go back to reserve grade, start at halfback and play some really good footy. And he was. He was playing some exceptional footy uh, in the New South Wales Cup for the Penrith Panthers. I thought he was outstanding. I think he has been outstanding for the past few weeks for the Parramatta Reels. And he's coming to this side. He played a really good first game when he came into the side for the Parramatta Reels in the seven jersey. I thought he played all right. I honestly thought he played all right. I can't really complain with too much about his game. I think he just needs to fix a few things up in the kicking and choices department, but he's young. He's inexperienced. He can learn this stuff. He can learn this stuff over the next few games. He's not just going to come in and be a star overnight. Players don't come into sides and be stars overnight. You think about Nathan Cleary. He didn't immediately come into first grade and be a star. It took time, especially under James Maloney. He definitely improved, learned a lot of things, under Andrew Johns for Origin as well. And he evolved into that player. He evolved into the Nathan Cleary we know now. It's going to take time for Jacob Arthur, but he'll definitely evolve into a much better player, learning off guys like Mitch Moses, learning 
learning off guys like Dylan Brown, learning off guys like Nathan Cleary and Adam Reynolds, who will verse week in, week out, uh, and learning different tips, watching what they do, even on the TV, just learning over the next few weeks. I've honestly got really high raps on Jacob Arthur. I think that a lot of people give him shit. I think he's quite good. I think he's better than people think he is. But anyway, we all know what we want to talk about. Trell Mitt das sit. Trell Mitt das sit. What a game from Latrell Mitchell. What a game. Some of the things he did, as well as holding Parramatta to zero, it was a really strong South Sydney performance, a really strong South Sydney performance, and Latrell Mitchell, a big part of that. He definitely, in my team of the week, definitely at starting fullback as well. He was unreal. And then you talk about Cameron Murray as well, his defense and his attack, his ball playing during that game. Again, it's a big argument right now about who the best lock forward is. In terms of ball playing, in terms of defense, I think it's got to go to Cameron Murray. Now, you could argue Victor Radley's the best ball playing lock forward in the game, and I wouldn't argue with you. It's definitely a pretty much a really tight race between Victor Radley and Cameron Murray about who the best lock forward in the game is at the moment. I'd have to go with Cameron Murray right now, but in terms of ball playing, you could sort of lean towards Victor Radley. Defense, I'm leaning towards Cameron Murray. He is sensational, and some of the things he does with the ball in hand is incredible as well. The other night, he was unreal. Cody Walker as well, playing some good footy alongside Latrell Mitchell. But as I said, overall, a really, really strong South Sydney performance. Then we move on to the next game, being the Roosters v. the Cowboys. And what a game this one was. I thought it was really disappointing, to be honest, from the Cowboys in some aspects. They did play some good footy. The Roosters, they just played better. That first pass from Victor Radley to Suwali for that try was just... I thought it was. I honestly thought it was James Tedesco. We were honestly looking down from where we were in the members section, thinking... Was that James Tedesco then that passed to Joseph Suwali? What a pass from James Tedesco. Then we look back at the replays, and it was Victor Radley. It was Victor Radley who threw that beautiful dime of a ball, beautiful cutout pass to Joseph Suwali in space for that first try. Awesome try from the Roosters. Awesome try from the Roosters. And Victor Radley just in general throughout that game was unbelievable. And then after that, probably one of the best forward plays I've ever seen. Jared Warrior Hargreaves into the line, does a little spin, pops it out the back to Victor Radley, and then Radley off to Lodge. I mean, the middle three getting a bit creative there in the middle for Matt Lodge to score his first try as a Sydney Rooster as well. Awesome stuff there. Great narrative for Matt Lodge, especially with all the stuff he's gone through, going through to different clubs, all the controversy around him to come and score a try in that game. And have the game that he did as well. A solid performance from Matt Lodge. I was honestly thinking about putting him in the team of the week. Him and Jared Warrior Hargreaves. It was between those two and I had to pick Jared. But uh, Matt Lodge, very close to making the team for sure. He was solid. And then Suwali, the 19-year-old, running through the middle straight at Tom Deard and knocks him over. Makes another 30 metres on top of that. A 19-year-old kid. A 19-year-old kid doing what he's doing. I mean, it is freakish. It's honestly insane. I was talking to my dad at the game, and he is just improving every single week, Suwali. And honestly, I would not be surprised if at the end of the year, he does get picked for that World Cup side, for that kangaroo side, and just absolutely kills it too. We then had Murray Talungi scoring in the corner in his 50th NRL game. That's honestly 50 NRL games that went really quick for him. I thought he was there for much shorter than that. I honestly thought he debuted this season, but obviously he didn't. He's played a few games last year, I think. 
think uh, maybe a few games before that as well. But uh, his 50th NRL game and a great try scored by him as well. A great try. The Roosters hit back Sam Walker with a tip on. I mean, chef's kiss, chef's kiss for Monorowski to set up Daniel Tupo for his first try in the game. Uh, sensational play from the Sydney Roosters. Gets them back in the front foot. Tell you what, unrelated from the game, Sydney Cricket Ground, extremely underrated. Really good atmosphere at the cricket ground. There's not many Roosters fans that go there. I know there's this whole myth that there's no Roosters fans that go to Roosters games. They don't usually turn up. But regardless of how many people were there, it was still a pretty good atmosphere. Good seats as well. Good views of the ground. A really good ground as well, Sydney Cricket Ground. I honestly think they need to have more games there. It is a really, really cool ground to be in a really good atmosphere. But back to the game, Sam Verrills. What a performance from him. Two tries in that game. The first one off a scrum and then the second one off a little bit of individual brilliance from him. Really solid game. Really solid game for Sam Verrills. Definitely had to be in the team of the week for me. But that try off the scrum, again, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. The Cowboys obviously scored two more through Robson off a great offload from Neem, and then obviously Hamaso Tabby Waifado scoring really late, uh, but the Roosters, a strong performance from them, Radley, Tedesco, Manu, even Manu I thought while he wasn't as involved, it was one of his better performances, definitely had to put him in the team of the week again this week, I uh, thought he was quite impressive, Joseph Manu, but the whole team was really outstanding I thought it was a really good strong game from the Sydney Roosters, gonna try and speed this up a little bit more have to get this podcast done quick smart, don't have much time I'm going to get this done really quickly. Going into the next game, it is the West Tigers uh, v. the Cronulla Sharks. Cronulla were pretty much on top for most of this game. Cronulla having a really strong one as well. Nico Hines putting on an absolute masterclass. Running for over 200 metres, setting up tries left, right and centre as well. Silky smooth. Nico Hines putting on an absolute show up against the West Tigers. Royce Hunt as well. In terms of the forwards, he was on top. Clinical in this game, 150-something metres. He was sensational, taking some really tough carries as well. Really good in defence. He was all-round fantastic for the Cronulla Sharks. A really strong performance from most of their forwards as well, but Royce Hunt really standing out for me and Nico Hines obviously having a masterclass. I thought Lockie Miller on the wing as well. I thought he played quite well. A great fill-in choice uh, for the injured Connor Tracy and then Matt Ikevalu coming into the side as well for COC for Talakai. I thought Matt Ikevalu, as he always does when he comes in down his side, had a really strong game for the Cronulla Sharks in the number 22 jersey. Scored a try as well as I predicted. So did Lockie Miller. So did Kay Dykes. Kay Dykes scoring his first try in the NRL. Really solid performance from him in my opinion as well. 130 metres, 31 post contact, three tackle breaks, one line break. Uh, really solid performance from Kay Dykes. Awesome game for the Cronulla Sharks to get the 36 over 12 game over the West Tigers. Not really much else to say about that game. The next one was obviously the Brisbane Broncos v. the Newcastle Knights. Brisbane having a really strong game in this one. I thought that Adam Reynolds really improved, really lifted the side uh, and gave them a lot more confidence as well. Selwyn Cobbo, outstanding. Three tries and nearly 200 metres in that game as well. He was phenomenal, Selwyn Cobbo. Again, another smoky for the World Cup. Him and uh, Joseph Suwali 
I think definitely have to be in the squad just for that experience, uh, but definitely two Smokies if there's an injury to come into that squad, to come into that side, and I think they do a really good job. I think that their form, I think they're both the in-form wingers in the comp at the moment, and that's a lot to say about two rookie wingers, but Selwyn Cobo, Joseph Suwali, um, having really good games, really solid games for their respective clubs, but Selwyn Cobo, definitely the shining light for the Brisbane Broncos in this one. Adam Reynolds, as well as I said, having a strong game. Ezra Mam definitely having a redemption game. A lot of criticism went his way after the past two weeks, but I thought that in this one, he was solid. Payne Haas as well, doing what Payne Haas does. Obviously, a lot of controversy over him at the moment. Will he stay at the Brisbane Broncos or will he go? Uh, it be very interesting to dive into that one. Corey Oates as well, 223 metres. Uh, he had a solid game in this one with a try as well in, in this game. I feel like uh, he's sort of under the shadow of Selwyn Cobbo at the moment, and that's crazy to say uh, when Corey Oates has been at the club for a long time and doing this for a long time. But Selwyn Cobbo, fantastic. I thought Newcastle in sections were in this game, but Brisbane definitely took the upper hand during this game and during most of the game as well and really put a score on this Newcastle Knights side. And then the two games to close out the round, the Raiders v the Dragons. Again, a bit of controversy after these two teams go head-to-head. Obviously, at the end of the game, Matthew Fagai did get hold down. There was a bit of controversy there. It was play on. They held him down and the game ended. And there was a bit of controversy whether one of the Raiders players should have been sent or if there was a professional foul or something. But it was a really strong game, a really tight one. Hudson Young having a strong game in this one in the back row, in my opinion. Uh, Josh Papali'i as well, 150 metres. It was a solid game from the Raiders, uh, but it was a really solid game from the St. George Illawarra Dragons as well. Both teams in it right until the end, but the Raiders getting the upper hand, getting lucky with this one and taking the win over the Dragons. Cody Ramsey came back into the side. It wasn't one of his best games, but he definitely had a solid one. Matthew Fagai, the guy that got held down, 168 metres, uh, 32 post contact, three tackle breaks, two line breaks, and an offload. Talatau Amon for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, the 5'8", that just re-signed with the club, proving why he needs that number six jersey, why he deserves that number six jersey. Scoring three tries in this game to keep his side in the contest. Obviously, as I said, the Raiders got the win in the end, uh, but they both scored the same amount of tries. It was just one missed kick, one missed kick from Lomax that cost the Dragons the game. But Talatau Amon, definitely standing up for his team, definitely standing up for his team in this one. He got 70 metres, seven post contact, eight tackle bus, three line breaks, one line break assists and offload. So very strong game for him and a very strong game from both sides. As I said, a really tight contest, but the Raiders taking the win, taking the two points in this one. And then the final game of the round being the Titans v the Manly Seagulls. The Titans getting a really unexpected win here. I thought I was going to be four from eight. I thought it was going to be at least 50%, but the Titans winning the win uh, over the Manly Seagulls, 44 to 24. Really strong win there from the Gold Coast Titans. Jojo Fafida scoring a try in this game as well. Great narrative for him. Dave Fafida scoring a monster of a try in this game. A monster of a try. 
Tanner Boyd as well, seven from seven with the goal kicking and adding a cherry on the top with a penalty goal. Uh, but really solid game here from the Gold Coast Titans. A really solid game. As I said, Dave Fafita having a really solid one. Tanner Boyd, I thought, was awesome as well in the seven jersey. Not just the goal kicking, but also just the playing decisions in, in play uh, sort of side of things for Tanner Boyd as well. AJ Brimson running for 153 metres. The running metres for five eights and halfbacks is going up and up and up. And AJ Brimson proving that in this game. The game was obviously won on the Titans' edges, though. Fafita and Firma having really good games. Philip Sammy and Brian Kelly, obviously, with the intercept try, both having great games. Brian Kelly, 175 metres, 36 post contact, uh, one tackle bust, three offloads. Solid game from him. It was quite disappointing, to be honest, for the Manly Seagulls. It's a team that wants to be in the top eight race, uh, but is losing to these bottom eight sides. Losing to the Spoon side, I think, at the the moment. I think the Titans are coming last. Oh, they did move up. The West Tigers are not now coming last. The West Tigers are now in the wooden spoon. But the Gold Coast Titans, they were coming last before this game. The Manly Seagulls end up losing to a wooden spoon side. One.